When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Rico Daily. I'm Ronnie Mola. Even if you've never watched a match, you're likely aware of roller derby. The women's sport known for its extreme physicality and strange player names. Okay, punch, counter punch, that's what we expect. Number 32 for Texas will be Captain Sassy, and she'll be taking on Rousey. Rousey contending with Peace War and Cold Case. And even if you don't own any, you're likely aware of NFTs the confusing digital assets also known for their strange names. Stoner Cats, Oni Ronin, Magic Mushroom Club, The Humanoids, Ether Gals, Cool Cats, Senzu Seeds, Pro Camel Riders, Long Ween Club, Stick Humans, Bumping Uglies, World of Wojak, Gen Map. But beyond the names, do these two things have anything else in common? Roller Derby and NFTs kind of tend to be these two maybe insular communities that outsiders don't really get. That's Recode reporter Sarah Morrison. They can be kind of cultish. They've both, I think, been described as a fad. So I saw, like, surface similarities between them and then wondered if there were more than that. As it turns out, there was more than that. Recently, these two worlds collided when a few of the biggest names in roller derby tried their hands at NFTs. So you have three, quote-unquote, derby-famous skaters, and that would be Lady Trample, Miss T. Maven, and uh, Sharon Tacos. Tacos, I guess, really got into uh, crypto and blockchains during the pandemic and thought, you know, maybe I can do my own NFT project. She knew that Trample does art. She knew that Maven does marketing, pulled them in, said, do you want to do this? And they said, sure. This was like back in January. And like two months later, they had uh, this project and they wanted to incorporate like roller derby into it, both, I think, the art uh, and where some of the money would, would go to. And where was the money supposed to go? Like, what, what's the point of this? Well, I mean, a lot of it would go to them. <laughs> and then their thinking was, you know, roller derby has had a hard time in general over the pandemic. A lot of leagues had to fold. A lot of them lost their practice spaces where they play, their members, big source of money. So they thought, OK, we can have some of the proceeds for this go to struggling leagues and then have some go to environmental causes to offset like the damage. So they sort of saw this as like a a win-win-win for everybody. Okay, so how does this work? What's the actual business plan? On March 31st, they were going to have 10,000 NFTs drop, and people could buy them for crypto, which was like an equivalent of about $25. And are these all independent images or part of one image? Yeah, it's sort of like what you see with like the Bored Ape thing and the World of Women, where it's just it's like one kind of base image of a roller derby skater and then a bunch of different elements, uh, and you combine them and you get 10,000 unique images that are kind of versions of that one. And so their plan was they would, on a certain day, drop 10,000 of these NFTs. And then depending on how many they sold, they would donate a certain percentage to roller derby leagues that were chosen by the people who bought the NFTs and then uh, to environmental causes. And so 
if they had sold all of them, all mm-hmm. 10,000 of them, they would have donated half of the, the proceeds to roller derby leagues, and I think about 5% to like nature not-for-profits, and then the rest, you know, after taxes and fees, would, would have gone to them. But who was supposed to be, I guess, the market for this? Was it people who do roller derby? That was like my big question because, you know, you're selling 10,000 of these. I didn't think there would be 10,000 people who were both interested in roller derby and interested in NFTs. Yeah, those overlapping like Venn diagram of this is hard to picture. Yeah, I was like, it's just about two separate circles there. So I and they said, look, like we didn't think all the money would come from roller derby people. We thought there would be a lot of people just in the NFT community that would be interested in buying these. And maybe there could be more awareness of roller derby. There'd be money from outside roller derby coming into roller derby. Tacos especially just seemed like very certain that they would make a lot of money from just people who collect NFTs. Got it. So they were going outside the roller derby arena, so to speak. Okay, so how did it all fall apart? They launched it on like March 9th. They announced it. You know, Trample has an Instagram account with like 44,000 followers. So they had this big launch. They had an Instagram live. They took, you know, questions, whatever. Things seemed pretty much fine. And then almost immediately afterwards, you had the like roller derby community at large dispersed along across the internet just really started to say, this is terrible. You're ruining the environment. You're trying to scam all of us. You're trying to make money off of the derby community. You're using your fame to uh, take advantage of us and your fans. And, uh, and how dare you? And stop this immediately. Got it. So... They misjudged who would want to buy it and then also that it would get such a negative reaction. I mean, it's not like uncommon for people who play derby to then sort of sell derby related things to the derby community. This was just a kind of different version of it and obviously one that derby people were not going to buy. Okay, so you could sell like cool shorts on Etsy, but not NFTs. Yeah, tangible products. You can sell derby gear. You know, you own the stores that sell the derby gear. But yeah, this was like a new thing and people just didn't get it or they did and hated it. There must have been some supporters, right? Who who were those? They said they got some support. A lot of it was sent privately. You know, once social media and especially I think a passionate community like Roller Derby starts to get mad, things kind of pile on. So they said they had some supporters, but it was almost uniformly negative. All right. So so what did these... uh erstwhile NFT creators do from there? They expected like some criticism. They expected a lot of questions. They had a website set up to address some of that. But this, like I said, they're like celebrities in roller derby. And I think generally that community has been very supportive of them. So to see that backlash and how much of it there was, and again, like how much of it was negative, I think they were maybe a little hurt. I think they were surprised. Actually, I know they were surprised by the amount of negativity, how vitriolic some of it got, and it did, and just how uniformly negative it was. Like there were very few of those hundreds and hundreds of comments that said, oh, this is cool. I'll, I'll, I'll buy it. And this is a community that has been largely supportive of them in the past, which I think makes it feel maybe more personal and, and more hurtful. They basically decide if the roller derby community doesn't want this, this is something that we thought we were doing for the roller derby community. Why do it? We're done. So does this mean anything at all for NFTs in general? Like, is this a microcosm of some larger 
backlash toward blockchain investment? It's certainly representative of the backlash a lot of these things get. I don't know that a lot of those things end up not going forward with those projects. It seems like people are pretty happy to go forward with their projects. Otherwise, I felt like the saturation of NFTs, the fact that it would make it all the way to roller derby might be <laughs> maybe more telling of where this is going. I just wasn't sure if it meant the NFT bubble is going to burst or get bigger. Thanks so much for joining us, Sarah. Thank you. This episode was produced and engineered by John Ahrens. I'm Ronnie Mola. Thanks for listening.